Welcome back to episode 12 of Trek Talk, a Star Trek podcast. I am your host, Garen Gillum. And I am your other host, John Alley. Hey, we're on uh, two weeks in a row, Garen. (laughs) I was going to say, we're we're actually getting another episode recorded and and, and what, what, within a week? Yeah. I think it's less than two weeks. We recorded uh, last Wednesday and this is... So we're doing something right. Yes, we're trying to uh, we, we, we had the goal of reviewing the last several episodes of Star Trek Discovery. Um, so we want to talk about the uh, the next episode today, which was episode 11 of Star Trek Discovery. We'll get into that a little later after a couple news items. Um, so that's episode eleven of Discovery. So there's two more episodes of the show, right? There's this three. Season. There's uh, three more because they they lengthen it to fifteen episodes. It was originally going to be fourteen, and they said they added one. I don't know where they actually added one, but still. 15. Oh, okay. I was thinking thirteen for some reason. So no, it's, you said sure. it's fourteen now. Fifteen, I believe. I believe it's fifteen. Oh, 15. Yeah. Well, this that means there's four more episodes for us to watch. So. Yeah. Still doesn't seem enough. It, it it's like we went from nine episodes the first half to what five episodes, six episodes. Yeah, six episodes. This I, I feel like we're getting ripped off. <laughs> Well, technically, it was all one season. <laughs> it is all one. Well, didn't they call the first half chapter one, and this is like chapter two? I haven't seen that. Is that? A, I don't know if that's official or not. Is that official? I, I don't know if it's official. Because if it is, that's damn confusing. Season is. one, chapter one, and chapter two. Well, well, they do like when they release like some uh, some videos of series. They do like season one point one. And season one point two. Why can't we just have season one and just be done with it, John? Why can't we have just a continuous flow of discovery all year long? <laughs> it's too damn expensive, man. That's true. Too much work. And I guess the actors need a break. Yes. Um So there's there's four more episodes. Okay. So well my, my what I'm gonna you know, Mike, I'm curious about is when the second season will be coming out. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping they can get it out. Honestly, I wish they could get it out like the end of 2018, but I'm guessing it probably won't be till early 2019. I hope it's going to be 2018. I mean, I would think they should be able to do that. I mean, I they've already finished filming in fact they've been done probably at least a month or two yeah yeah i mean i know when the first well when this well the first season premiered back in september i know they were still filming a few episodes because they had mentioned that during after trek that they had a few episodes you know they were still filming but i think it was the last couple so you figure they probably were done with filming season one by november i'm thinking so they've been off yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, the final few episodes, if they're not done, they're in post production. And I just went to looked online real quick, and there are 15 episodes in season one. Well, you just gave me two more episodes there, John, because I was thinking 13. <laughs> now I got four, four, instead of two. Need a man. Yeah, 
And I'm looking at some of the titles of the upcoming uh, episodes, and it looks uh, looks like it's uh, just by the titles alone looked pretty interesting. What's past is prologue. The war without. The war within. And the final one is. Will you take my hand? So. Mm. so Very cool. So what else? Uh, what else is going on, Garen? Uh, suppose we got another storm coming here. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see if they're going to close the schools for an inch of snow here. Did uh, Did you have snow yesterday? Today? No. 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 Actually, they 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 shut down school early, but nothing happened. We we didn't we didn't have rain. Yeah. So there was a light dusting this morning, and they canceled school. It was pathetic. Anyway. They should be more used to it, the snow up there. If we I, I, if we get any snow tonight, I'm pretty sure that there'll be no school tomorrow at all. So, fun, fun, fun for me. Um, do we have any news this week? Well, we do. It's not uh, it's not f- recent news, but it's uh, it's new to me. All right, Q Federation Noon Service, tune it in. Tuning it in right now. This report has been brought to you by the Federation News Service. Okay, so what I found out that uh, Star Trek novels will be probably taking somewhat of a break in 2018. Now, why is that, John? Well, apparently they're renegotiating contracts and they haven't uh, finalized anything. And the uh, article I read and I sent to you, pretty much uh, there's a few few novels coming out that were already in the pipeline, such as um, uh, dress, the Discovery novels, Drastic Measures, and Fear Itself, which are due out in February and June along with the next Star Trek Voyager novel uh, written by Kirsten Beyer, which is titled Architects of Infinity. But other than that, there are no other pocket books due out this year as of yeah. this recording. That's So, I, you know, I, I haven't read... I haven't been a regular reader of the novels... For a while, but you know, I, I I read some here and there, right? Um, but I know, according you know, according to the article, and just because I remember, you know, I know that um, Simon and Schuster, do they still call it pocket books, or did they change that? Because that was the, used to be the division when they were publishing in the eighties. They called it pocket books, but it doesn't really matter because it's it's the same company which is Simon and Schuster or whatever they call it now I don't know but um well the uh last discovery novel was called a gallery book okay so it's i don't know what that is it's i guess it's some entity uh, under Simon and Schuster but it's yeah it's you know, an imprint of it, Simon and Schuster but so yeah for all Intents and purposes, Simon and Schuster yeah. has had the license to publish the novel since 1979, and according to the article here, from 
since 1995, with only a few exceptions, they've been publishing at least one novel every month. So that is quite of a change uh, that they only got a handful of books on the schedule for 2018. Right. You know, going from one a month to that is is interesting. But so the mar the article goes on to mention. Uh, Apparently, they've been in negotiations with uh, CBS on the licensing. So, uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't know if uh, it doesn't really go into mention it in the article. I don't believe, but there doesn't mention any other possible publishers. Although, no. although Titan publishing which is a uk company they they uh, published the uh star trek official magazine i think it's called the official magazine well star trek magazine and they also published um the autobiographies of james t kirk and john luke picard as well as the uh they printed the translation of the german novels uh it's a trilogy called prometheus so I don't know if maybe, you know, Titan maybe might be taking over the publishing of Star Trek. I yeah. Or if they're they're both gonna try to keep it and they just Simon and Schuster still negotiating, I don't know. Well, it's it yeah. It's, it's Titan's based in the UK, right? Yes. So Titan's based in the UK and of course, they awarded the Star Trek tabletop role-playing game to a uh, UK-based company as well. I mean, I don't know right. if that has anything to do with it, but they're they're not. They don't seem to be afraid to give out significant licenses to companies in the UK versus in the US, which right. is interesting. Well, I mean, it, they'll, they'll probably. I mean, they give licenses to. Pretty much anybody that's willing to shell out the money. <laughs> well, I mean, I to an, ex, know, to an extent, to an extent, to an extent, yeah, right. And I mean, yeah. and the book, I mean, the book that's 1979. That's almost four decades, right there. They've had it. Uh, you know, it doesn't say anything like in the article, like you said, it doesn't say another company is going to get it. They talked to some of the popular star trek uh writers like david mack and dayton ward you know they 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 mentioned that they're in negotiations they don't you know they don't it doesn't sound like they're going that simon schuster is going to lose it it no. just might be that they're they're just working out the details of the new contract probably oh you know what yeah so it is gallery books that's the new uh Impressed. I guess the sub publisher. Okay. So they do mention in the article that Gallery Books had a change in leadership recently, and that could be part of the reason why um, things have slowed down. So. Well, and that's another thing mentioned in the in the article. They say even though even if they get like the contract finalized, done with negotiation, signed contract, and everything, it still probably won't be till 2019 till start rolling yeah. off the press because I mean obviously they're going to have to get authors come up with stories write the novels print the novels so it could be yeah after uh, I think after March yeah Kirsten Byers books due out in March so 
Uh, well, the final de uh, Discovery novel is due out in June. So after June, we'll probably be hitting a dry spell other than po possibly the third um, Prometheus book. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll stay on top of this story. Uh, that comes to us from Trek Core, by the way, which yes. is uh, they're pretty they're they're pretty reputable. I use them. Trek Core and Trek Movie are I feel are pretty reputable on their uh, reporting. So actually, I I I think I've, I've I found the original article on the Trek Collective, which is a, my go-to place for what's coming out in the coming months, uh, product-wise. So. And then, so I, I looked at I looked it up to see because they they're they're that was a couple months ago that they had listed. So I was looking for more recent uh, articles, see if there was any finalization of the contract, but I couldn't find anything. So, all right. Well, we'll stay on top of that for the latest news. Okay. Hailing frequencies open, sir. Ready to move on to. The main uh, discussion of Star Trek Discovery, Episode 11? Yeah, let's do it, John. Okay. It was entitled The Wolf Inside. Yes. What do you think that is referring to? I think that has to refer to um, Ash Tyler slash Voke. I would agree. <laughs> All right, so this episode again, another great episode. It's been these last two have been fantastic. They continue the pace. Um, if anything else, it's even more frantic than the last episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot going on. Um, so what's the yeah? So so we uh, we uh, the episode uh, takes off where we left off. Mirror Universe. Uh, Michael Burnham. Oh well, let's. Uh, well, we didn't. I should have put this before, but there there will be spoilers. Major oh, yes. spoilers. Spoilers. Spoil alert. Alert. All right, let's get on with it. Okay. Michael Burnham. She's the captain of the ISS Shenzhou, um, attempting to just live in this new universe. She's got a really nice. Really cool, almost poetic intro where she's talking about being in the mirror universe and how that's affecting her psyche and emotions, which is pretty pretty cool. Yes, I, I, I did. I speaking of when they uh, closed in on on her, I thought that was a great shot of the ship zooming in through the yeah. window into her quarters. Yeah, I, I think they've been listening to us on on saying that we need a little more, take a little pause to see the ships, yes. see the view. So that's I'm glad they're listening to us and definitely yeah, that, that's, that's they must be listening. That has to be it. That has to be it. <laughs> uh, so she is there, of course. She's Lorca is there with her. Not not Lorca. Oh, is it Lorca or was it um? No, it was Ash, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Ash is in her cabin. I meant Lord Captain Lorca is on the ship. He's in the agonizer booth. Yes, he's he, he he's having agony and well, this is PG thirteen show, but yeah. you know, 
our other two leads are, you know, they're basically together. This yeah, they're, is, they're I mean, together. Michael, and, uh... Burnham, and Ash, you know, they're, you know, they're having a relationship. Yeah. Which turns crazy by the end of this episode, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, what else is going on? Um, we do, we do see some in this episode, we do see some, uh, favorite aliens. Um, we get to see the, I guess, somewhat reimagined Andorians and Tellarites. Yes. Yes. I loved loved them. Basically the mission she is assigned by the ISS, basically the empire is to, Basically, wipe out the federation, you know, well, quote unquote, federation or coalition, coalition. of rebels fighting the empire, which includes Vulcans, Andorians, Klingons. Tellarites, and of course Klingons. Um, which there's actually a pretty cool scene. I like the scene between Michael and Lorca before she goes on that mission. She basically says, "Well, he tells her, look, you got to do it. You just you, know, you got to follow the orders. Just do it, you know." And she's like, "No, let's try not to do that. Save some lives, and in the process, maybe I can figure out how these other all these races got along with the Klingons to fight the Terran Empire, and maybe we can learn something from that." dealing with our own Klingons back in the, you know, the Federation universe. So right. and, uh, I thought that was, that was a really good scene. I, I thought, yeah. Uh, because, uh, you know, the other thing I noticed it, at, at the end of that scene, when she basically, she, she's getting ready to leave and, you know, Lorca has to go back to the, the brig slash agonizer. And he's he's messed up. I mean, he's oh, yeah. been the agonizer, and he's been beaten. His face is all beaten up. And... Well, that, that's that's from when he smashed his face into. Oh, the... that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, he's basically been in the agonizer, and he's like, "Please hurry up." Yes. And he's not talking about for the mission or getting back to the universe. He's talking about hurry up so you can get me out of this situation of this agonizer. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they still have to. They have to. F- find the information from the uh def- about the defiant in order to figure out a way back home since at this point um stamets is still stamets is in bad shape as well i mean oh yeah uh, yeah um tilly and um saru were working with stamets to try to they put him back in the um, spore chamber uh pretty much trying to jump start him <laughs> yeah Exactly, and uh, uh, he, he's he's flatlining. So it's like, yeah. So, um, so basically, Burnham takes Ash down to this planet to meet with the rebels, and that's where we get to see the updated Andorians and Tellarites. So what do you what thoughts on that? Uh, I really, I, I really love the. Like the Tellarites, are, I, th- I felt were minor changes, but I'd really like the ridges, or not necessarily ridges, but the additions they added to the Andorians. I think it just made them look a little bit more uh, fierce 
um, I pretty, mean, pretty much just protrusions over the eye, eyebrows and. I have to go back and watch. I mean, they tell rights were on Enterprise too. Mm-hmm. I, Shran. I think they were no Tellerite. Shran was the. Uh, I thought Shran was the leader of the Tellerite. Uh, oh, not Tellerite. Uh, I'm thinking yeah, Andorians. Andorians. Yeah, sorry. Okay, of course Enterprise had Andorians, but they also had at least one episode of the Tellerites. Okay. And I think they look sim- kind of similar to these. I have to go back and watch Enterprise, but. Um, the 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 pig nose wasn't as pronounced in this version. <laughs> well, I, th- I think um, I, I there was a there was a couple. I think like one had a more prominent nose than the other. I think it was. Did we get to see their hands? Did they have like the kind of the hoof, the pig's hooves? I don't kinda? remember looking at their hands. I think I was focused too much on their facial appearance. Yeah. I know the one thing I noticed with the Andorians is they did you notice they had additional small tentacles coming out of the eyebrow area in addition to the the big ones. Yeah, I I wouldn't say they're necessarily uh, tentacles. They're just more like uh, uh, extensions, like kind of like a raised area over the eyebrows that came to a point. Maybe. I thought they actually looked like they really were actually a small tentacle, but maybe, I don't know. We'll have to take a look at it. Um, yeah, the Andorians, relatively minor. I mean, overall, they didn't do anything crazy with them, no. to be honest. And I, and I, a, I like yeah. that. I mean, it was it was just subtle enough to, uh, I think, add to without, you know, taking away or changing anything drastically. I, it, I mean, you could almost say it was a, a, a another kind of like Klingons, you know, there's different kind of different looks for Klingons apparently maybe there's different looks for Andorians depending on where they they uh, come from or what planet they're from in the system or you know exactly um, and of course we get to meet the leader of the of the Klingons in this uh, rebel faction which turns out to be of course Bok. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Is it Volk or Volk? Volk. Volk. Um, so Volk is the leader I believe of I'm basically first. the rebels against the Empire in this universe. And, uh, yeah, when uh, Tyler sees Volk, he starts losing it. <laughs> <laughs> he totally starts losing it. He basically... Yes, he loses it to the fact where he attacks Volk, and that, yeah. that was definitely a oh blank moment. Yeah, he he uh, basically oh you're just messing up the entire mission. He basically uh, tells them to re, they need to remain Klingon. I mean, he's speaking like the old uh, like the Klingon that Volk understands. I mean, old. The, he he mentioned that it was like an older like classic. Klingon or something. I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but it's not something that most people would speak. I thought he meant that he was the fact that he was just speaking Klingon was bad, but he almost said speaking English in this. I thought just by the fact that they were speaking Klingon, that's what he meant, because if this was a different universe where the Terran Empire was oppressive of all 
yeah. non-humans, it might be that they didn't allow Klingons to even speak their own language. That's that was my view on it. Hey, that that might have been, but I, I, just the way Volk um, mentioned the, that he was speaking Klingon, it almost sounded like that it was a almost like a different dialect that yeah. mo- most people no longer speak. But yeah, he uh, and then after he gives this little diatribe and Klingon, he attacks Volk or himself or however you want to say. It. <laughs> Yes, and Vogue takes him down. Yeah. Um, of course, we get to also see Sarek in this universe, who does a mind meld with Michael Burnham and basically is the one that allows the whole negotiation to take place because he you know, basically vouches for her and tells Vogue that you know, she's on the level and yeah. can be trusted. Sarek almost plays like a... Uh kind of an advisor position for the coalition comes out and he has the, um, I guess, uh, the family, uh, goatee that same one as Spock had in mirror mirror. (laughs) Hey, we called it last episode. I believe we mentioned it on the last episode of a podcast. Yeah. That appears that all Vulcans must have, uh, well, actually, that's not true. I think there was another Vulcan. There was Vulcan another Vulcan in that, there. In, at the table. Yeah. I don't so, think he had a goatee, but anyway, maybe it's just the, the Spock family. Somebody, somebody oh. mentioned uh, before the episode air that they were trying to guess who was at the table and they, the other Vulcan. They said, ooh, could that be young Spock? Since obviously Spock wouldn't have been in the Empire at that point. Oh, that's actually a good point. He was, you know, he used to look like a, yeah, he was a younger, younger man. Interesting. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, but I would, now, now, now I'm mentioning that. Wonder, wonder what happens between, like, this, you know, this time frame and ten years later in the Terran Empire, that allows Spock to be still second in command of the Enterprise. <laughs> Since oh, that's right. The the Terran yeah. Empire is a xenophobic. Yes. So I'm 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 wondering if they will address that. Interesting. Well, that would be cool if they do address that somehow. I mean, you would think you would probably have to be in Starfleet at this point, or not Star well, not Starfleet, oh. but whatever they call the. Their fleet. They don't call. It, they don't no, they call called it. They called it. Star, they did. I believe they called it Starfleet. Okay. Because um, yeah, it's still the Terran. The Terran. Yeah. Terran Empire Starfleet. So okay. So anyway, she convinces them. Uh, you know, basically. Look, she's going to try to keep them alive. She, they need to, you know, she needs to return to the Shenzhou. She's going to give them a chance to escape, and then then she'll attack the planet so that she's kind of cleared on covering her mission. Uh, they get back to the Shenzhou, um, and on the Shenzhou, I don't remember exactly when this happened, but we get to see Saru on the. Sh- uh, the the mirror universe Shenzhou, 
Actually, he doesn't have the name Saru. He doesn't no. have the name at all. Because yeah, which we we see him earlier in the episode, pretty much right after the uh, opening scene, and he is. I mean, his race is has been enslaved by the Empire, and pretty much he's pretty much like a servant to uh, the Captain, which is Michael Burnham, and uh, he bathes her and helps her dress for the day. <laughs> yes. And he does and he does he does he does she does ask him his name and he replies it's a, he I think he thinks it's a trap because he says yeah. I am a slave I have no name. Right, exactly. So and and then she gives him the name Saru after he yeah, she but pretty much he uh when they get back, um, Burnham confronts Tyler, and he ends up attacking her, and Saru uh, saves her because he was probably gonna kill her. So, uh, and then after after he saves her, he calls her calls him Saru. So, so the gig is up. I think we call. I mean, uh, it occurred to me. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if the writers really thought it was going to be that much of a secret. They hinted at it. The way it was set up, it's definitely it's not a surprise. Right. You know, the theories have been out there. It's, it wasn't that hard to piece together. I mean, you had a guy, you had a character named Vok who was there, was prominent in the first few episodes, and then he was not on the show anymore. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and we knew and... that there was some sort of plan being hatched by him and Laurel. So I see why they couldn't talk about it because it was still a major plot point. But on the other hand... You know, but but it's funny because the 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 name well the name they gave uh, credited Volk as for the actor they they said on After Trek uh, that 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 was the name of um, uh, I can't Sharat I can't think of the, the actor's name Shazid Latif yeah Shazid Latif that was his actually his father's name okay. And so, cool. yeah, I started watching yeah. the that of uh, the after track, but I only got halfway through. But so yeah, they talked Javid, about that, huh? uh, like that's... something Javid, uh, something. I can, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't. So have... that, was his, that was his father's name. Well, that's but, cool. But the, the, the they create. I don't know who created it, uh, but they created a um, a Twitter account for that, and every every photo they have of it, it's pretty much uh, Photoshop of. Uh, Volk's face on like an actor. Yes. <laughs> it's it's like see, it, so, it, see, I'm a real actor. <laughs> exactly. It came together. You know, I was thinking though, because I remember talking to you about this. I think this might have been when we were at the convention, even. Or no, maybe it was after the first episode. It wasn't on a podcast, but it was just. I remember us talking about. It was like, oh, you know. They had all these other actors they talked to doing the press junkets and all this. And you find out in the first couple episodes, this guy named Valk, how important he is to the show. Yeah. I remember saying, who is this guy? They never even said anything about the actor or anything. Yeah. You know? And that was before they even brought Ash on the show. 
Right. And it was yeah. even it was weird then because like this guy's a major character. We know nothing about the guy who's playing him. It's just bizarre. So it's kind of funny. I mean, it, it's not like wasn't huge surprise, but it yeah. played out well. Yeah, I think the scene did, with him did. and Burnham. He just he he's done. He totally lost the facade. He he came out one hundred percent as Klingon. He admitted he's Vok. Admitted that he killed Colbert, which I guess that was news. Well. Did Burnham even know at that point that Colbert? Yeah, she knew that Colbert had been murdered. I guess because Saru told her. Well, but... at the, at the end, but at the beginning they were keep, they're keeping it from her. So what else? So he's he's Vok. I, he's well, her enemy. He's a Klingon. He killed Colbert. Um, but I don't think it's... he's kind of he's kind of into Laurel. He admitted that during the whole um, confession. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's over for Volk um, or Ash because, you know, well, one, they're going to have to put him in the brig because, in, oh, yeah, that's another thing we didn't, uh, we haven't, didn't address is uh, in the mirror universe, they carry out executions by transporting the people <laughs> into open space. It basically, that was pretty, that was yeah. crazy. I was like, oh, crap. Yes. At, from the agonizer booth to the transporter chamber, beam you into space. That was a nice setup for what came later, though, because it really kind of made you think. Uh, you know, basically, once Saru knocked out Valk slash Ash when he attacked Burnham, they took him prisoner. Of course, acted as if he was going to be executed. Burnham, like, no, I'll take the transporter controls. You actually see him materialize in space. Starts to actually begins to go cold. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then the transporter effect it envelops him again, and we find out that he was transported to the Discovery, along with the data uh, card containing the information about the Defiant. Correct. Uh, by the way, I want to ask you. What was the origin of that data? Did she get it from the ship? She got it from the ship, right? Um, yeah, yes. I believe she got it from this Shinzo. Okay. But but the, why I, was it that they were not? Why was it? Why couldn't she transport it? Why did she have to physically? Well, they couldn't send it because all the all the communication channels had been would have been monitored even for the captain probably so they oh, no, because she had the conversation with saru in the beginning of the episode i have to i have to rewatch that because yeah. obviously she's she can have there's some scared enough conversations where she was able to talk to saru well i think it might it might be the amount of data that's contained or something i'm not yeah i'll have to rewatch that but but it was interesting so now uh she didn't get any. It was. It wasn't something that she got from the rebels, right? I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, that's that's an open question. I don't. Yeah, I don't quite understand why that had to be on a tape or you know, Data floppy card. disk or whatever you want. Data to call. card. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was still clever that that's how she got it over to the ship on base on Ash's with Ash's body yeah. or not his body. He's, she stuck, she stuck it in his phaser holster. Yeah. 
And for the fact that I have to admit that I kind of wanted her to just space the guy. I'm kind of almost done with Ash by this point. I'm like, I, I don't think they're done with him because I'm mean, well. Obviously, they're gonna put him in the brig with Laurel. Well, not the same brig, but in the same. You know, they'll be able to see each other. And he, since he recalls pretty much everything now. Well, I hope they don't do that. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I think they only he have... should not be anywhere near Laurel. I think they. I, think... Well, I, I guess if they're going to monitor it, but I mean that's pretty basic. You want to keep your two uh, your two prisoners away from each other so you can play them off each. Other. Uh, that, yeah, it's true. But I, I would be surprised I, if they put them together. I think they only unless have they one specifically for... do that because they want to. They want them to. You know, they want to get information by you know remotely monitoring them. But but I think they only have one brig though, so I don't. I mean, typically you're going to keep your pres- your prisoners separate so that you can, you know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That was uh, it was pretty pretty cool though. Um, I want yeah, I wanted Ash dead though. I was I was ready to see Burnham space the guy, but they did good because she quoted, you know, hey, this is Federation, this is Starfleet, yeah. we don't execute prisoners. And he was a prisoner at that point. He was out of the fight, you know, so. And uh, going going back to planet side, um, Burnham talked to the coalition and told, pretty much told them that they're going to, like, the Empire is going to destroy, like, the sites that they're aware of where the coalition gather. Yeah. So she's, like, giving them, like, an hour to evacuate. Yes. And, um then all when she gets back to the ship they're in orbit buying time and then all of a sudden you see another ship you don't see the ship yeah you don't see they 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 tell you another ship coming in did they say it decloaked i don't know if they said anything about actually being cloaked okay but another ship arrived in the system and then all you see is just a barrage of photon torpedoes laying waste to the area that yes. the coalition uh, camp was located. No, I'm second thought. I think I think it was they did say it was cloaked or something. I, I'm pretty sure that it was, or at least it was made to the suggestion that, yeah, it, you know, it was definitely cloaked. I think they did mention it. Okay. They didn't see the ship at that point. They, they only saw that they the sensors picked up the ship it fired, blew away the rebels. They didn't get a chance to escape, right? Correct. I assume. Well, not time yeah, they, didn't, they didn't say, the... but it wasn't the full like time that Burnham had agreed on, so there might have been some casualties. Maybe some got out. But uh, but who, we, who, 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 we don't know what ship it was, but we do know who was on that ship. The faceless so emperor. First, we're talking about who the emperor is, or who we think, or what we think the ship is. <laughs> oh, uh, well, let's talk about the the ship first, I guess. I guess it's a fan I mean, theory the that if they were to follow through, I mean, it's got to be the defiant. How could they not take this opportunity to have the defiant? Yeah, <laughs> they got to right. I mean, come on. And that, if it's it, it stands to reason that that would be the emperor's ship because. Uh, Sat, uh, Sato, Sat, wait, not her name? Hoshi Sato. 
Hoshi, yeah, ancient Hoshi Sato from Enterprise. She ended up being the Emperor in the two-parter in the Mirror Darkly. And she she they ended the episode with her having the ship, right? Like she was in command of the Defiant, right? Yes, that's correct. It stands to reason that became the Emperor's personal ship that probably was passed down to the next Emperor's. At that time, Upgrade. of course, it had the most advanced technology because it was 100, 100, almost 100 years more advanced than the time of Enterprise. But is it still more advanced than the Discovery? <sighs> That's a good question. Because, um, because the, the, the Enterprises are the... Yeah, Constitution class has been in service probably at least... 10 to 20 years prior to this. Uh, well, it's probably, ten, well, probably 10, 10 years. 10. No. I, well, we can, you got, if you got your encyclopedia handy, I'm pretty sure I remember 2245 was either, it was either the launch of the constitution yeah, yeah. or the enterprise, but the enterprise was, was 1701 constitution was 1700. So, right. so yeah, so they, I think you're, yeah, it's 10 years prior to this. So, and that was, that was the enterprise. And then, what, what, wait, we gotta look up. What's the registry number of the Defiant? Uh, six. Is it ten? Ten seventy one? No, that was a constellation. Constellation. I'm looking now. I guess I could go to my uh, Star Trek wiki. Good podcast doing research it's gonna tell us a lot oops wrong defiant i brought up the one from ds9 oh uh oh i found it ncc 1764 1764 okay so this so the defiant would have been like a later much newer than the Enterprise in the film, in the episode of Tholian Web. Mm-hmm. So, the, so there's a there's a, a Tholian Web that was third season. So what? The Enterprise was probably maybe 13, 14 years old. Yeah, the, uh, the fight could, could very well be like only a few years old, based when it came off the line. So unless. I don't know now that in the Enterprise episode of Mirror Darkly, I don't know if they mentioned any other details on the Defiant. Probably not. I mean, all we know is the Defiant went missing in 2268. Well, the quote the quote from Jonathan Archer, it doesn't give a date, but it says, That ship out there is the key to our victory. With the Defiant on our side, there will be nothing to stop us. So, that's 2268, and the first Constitution class was launched in 2245. That's only 23 years. And if it's having the registry number 1764, I'm thinking, I mean, at best it may be, it may have, well, actually, hold on, I remember now. No, we have our answer. In the previous episode, Saru mentioned that the USS Defiant in the Federation universe was on patrol in Sector 6 or something. So, right. so the Defiant at least is as old as 2255. Yeah, it was the in 2256, the Defiant was assigned to patrol Sector 
006 during the Federation Klingon okay. War. So it's okay. So it, it was it came off the line somewhere between 2245 and 2256. So it means in the present day, it's probably a new ship, which means. In the mirror universe, it would be a newer ship, but it also had the benefit of receiving upgrades. And you figure if they had the future technology, I'm sure they would have made use of it. So, so I think if you look at it this way, well, if they had the future technology and then built off the future technology and made, they had a hundred years to make it even more advanced, True. theoretically. I'm thinking it's going to be the Defiant. Theor- uh, theoretically, all the ships should be more advanced. Yes, including they should, because they would have the applied all and yes. Discovery. <laughs> You're absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, they got to do it. They can't set that up and have it not be the Emperor's ship. Yeah. It's got to be. I, I, th- I think That it would is. be a wasted opportunity. <laughs> and um, so, so that that's at this point, theory, we'll find out next Sunday, I'm hoping. I, we need I, to, I, I, wanna, I want to see what this thing looks like. Oh, I want to see I it mean, so bad. <laughs> I just want to see what an original Constitution class, because this is, this is just going to show us, okay, how are they going to apply the TOS look and upgrade it for the new show on on a ship that we know was seen in TOS because right. up till now it was see, it was seen in TOS and it was shown in Enterprise I mean in Enterprise yeah. it looked identical to TOS yeah but my view is that Discovery is a full on reimagining visually so true but I mean I, I think they're obviously not departing too much from the basic shape because it looked very close on the wireframe other than some things that were changed which the writers said later on Twitter that that was based on the Terran Empire modifications but as far as the look and feel the aesthetic you know how are they going to translate like the interior the interior is obviously yeah I hope they show the the bridge I hope they show the bridge I, I mean, I want to see. They show the bridge then, because there really would be no reason why they would upgrade the bridge for as technology, because the bridge would have been a hundred years advanced. True. From the time when they had gotten the Defiant, so. I mean, they probably they probably added to it. So, like, this is like this did. is total total geek techno territory we're in right now. Yeah. This is. This does not even have anything to do with the story of the show. No, so this no, is yeah, total. This is this is a sidebar, <laughs> and we're taking you with us. So, um, so let's uh, if it's the emperor's ship. So they revealed who the emperor is. The faceless emperor is yeah. formerly known as Captain Giorgio. I called it. You called I it. Called you it did. Not the episode. Not that that probably was. It was pretty obvious that they probably would take it the right direction. I mean, they've got an opportunity to bring Michelle Yeoh back. I think they're going to do it. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, they definitely because she was listed more than the in more of the episodes than we've seen on IMDb. So 
Uh, Stay away from my MDB. This is going to be want. a ride. This is definitely going to be a ride. She was not happy that Burnham had not already carried out her orders of taking out the rebel base, so to speak. Yeah, the rebel base. I just don't know why they call her the faceless emperor because it seemed like everybody recognized her. <laughs> that is true. She didn't seem to care about showing up on the screen. Right. Right. That's 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 interesting. Hmm. Well, I guess I, you could assume maybe within this universe, she's she's probably has a, had a close relationship with Burnham, just like she did in, you know, the Federation universe. True. So, but but then you have an entire ship, uh, sh- ship crewed by you know people. Well, it was when, her when, ship. Yeah, maybe but this is one of the only th- few ships that you don't think somebody's going to talk. You don't think somebody's going to talk. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to talk about the the Lorca theory? Have you heard this? I th- you, you, go ahead. I think I have, but I'm, I don't. The first I heard of it was actually on the official Star Trek podcast uh, that's done by Jordan Hoffman and his partner. I, guess, I think he's actually the like the engineer of the podcast. I forget his name, but he actually mentioned this, and then he said, "I was like." That actually sounds interesting. That, I haven't listened to engage. Work. I haven't listened to engage for a while. I need to get caught. Okay. I need to start listening to that. But yeah, he's like, ahead. he thinks that Lorca from the Federation universe is actually Lorca from the Mirror universe. Really? Yes. And he, because there's that whole question of did Lorca like, you know, input the coordinates? You know, because you, you're. We talked about it last podcast, you know, and the end of the chapter one of Discovery, where they made the last jump, he was, people noticed that he like overrid or did something with the jump. Yeah, he overrid the navigation and entered uh, coordinates, and when they jumped, it read unknown. So is Mirror Lorca had somehow gotten to the Federation universe, and he was using that in order to get back to the mirror universe. The only problem I see with that is, do you think the mirror universe would allow himself to be put in the agonizing booth? Yeah. I mean, if I think so. It's still, it's, he's Lorca. I mean, yeah. if, I mean, if, yeah. he were, if he were to allow. So, so the, the, so the Lorca that tried to, uh, overthrow or. Yeah. Kill the emperor was the actual Federation Lorca. Not the Empire Lorca. No, it's that. No, it's. I think the th- the theory would be, there was a Lorca in the Mirror Universe who tried to overthrow the Emperor. Mm-hmm. He then disappeared along with Mirror Universe Burnham. Remember, they both of them were thought dead, but yeah, well, the, sure. Burnham was supposedly killed in a shuttle. They weren't killed. Maybe they, they weren't killed. He survived and somehow got to the Federation universe. He can't reveal who he is in the Mirror universe because he's persona non grata there too. Because he tried to take the Emperor out, so he still has to maintain a facade, right? He just can't waltz in there and say, "Hey, I'm going to take over because I'm Morgan." No, he's wanted in that universe. True. So maybe he comes back under the guise of. 
you know, Federation universe and manipulating everybody such that he can take another chance at taking over. Okay. It's a stretch. Yeah. It's a stretch, but it does kind of play into what's going on with Lorca. He kind of seems a little shady. He's a little twisted, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 He. So, and, so, so, and so, which the fact which... that his background? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. So, do you think it's the the mirror Lorca that uh, killed all of uh, all of his crew on the ship, and he yeah. was the only one that escaped? I was just say that. Yeah. Okay. He might have killed them, and or yeah. Maybe, maybe Muriel Lorca killed real Lorca and somehow used the fact that when the ship was destroyed, that's when he made his quote-unquote entrance into the Federation universe. Uh, I don't know. I think it it's, was, really, it's a stretch, but we'll we'll see. I, I think it'll be cool if 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 it plays out something similar, but. I'm not saying I believe that, but it, it it does actually have some some merit to it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Next, uh, just a few more days. Well, yeah, a few more days, and we'll we'll see the next episode. I'm just I'm just honestly dreading. I don't I don't want to see the season end. <laughs> Especially I'm, I'm especially, actually, I'm actually riding high, man. Because, like I said, I I now have four episodes, and I thought like an hour ago I only had two. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. <laughs> but and so, like like I said, I would I wish they'd make another Star Trek series that just takes place in the mirror universe. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to necessarily be the Discovery crew. Just you know, like to like to see uh, the the Terran Empire. Uh, delve deeper into I'm see not that. so much into that I I like how it's used between the interplay between both universes I, I'm I, mean, I thought those episodes of Enterprise were cool especially since you got to see the Defiant but it was just focused on Mirror I, I, I prefer more of the Switch I like to see them the fish out of water I like that right whole thing so but i mean i would i would be fine with watch it it wouldn't i wouldn't have an issue with it i'm sure it'd be great but um hey I, hopefully the show continues to do well and we're, we'll have other star trek series so, i mean that would have to be the, the next step speaking of think. other star trek series i'm sure this is just a rumor but i believe there is a petition but um let's say captain war no, 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 no. It was what I saw. It was a Facebook post. So like I said, this is all rumor, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. All right. An all CGI season, okay. no, season five and six of Enterprise. Oh, really? Like on a Netflix or something. All CGI, huh? Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, you know, the actor, that was what, 15? years ago oh, oh more like 12 years ago I guess I can't ended in 2005 uh, yeah, I, 
That seems kind of wacky. I, don't th- I think I'd be against that. Yeah. I I don't see how it could work. They'd have to give their... Would, would the actors vo- voice themselves? I don't see. I don't see why they couldn't. Honestly, what, what I'd like to see, I mean, you know, granted they're older, but, you know, bring back the... Bring back the cast, you know, have it, you know, take place about, you know, during 10 years later or during the Earth Romulan War or something. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I like me some Enterprise, uh, you know, I I went from stopped watching it when it originally aired, like at the second season to rewatching it and, and really appreciating it. So I know I need I need to I need to up my game on my my trek watching because i'm still in season five of the next generation i need to i need to get me i need need i'm on on season six now halfway through i i'm i'm like 10 episodes through ds ds9 i'm gonna start i gotta start the alternate i'm gonna watch just like it aired where you know that's what i'm planning on doing I don't know what days they're on, but you got to watch. Maybe it was the same day. I don't remember exactly when they're. But you got to watch TNG and DS9 new episodes like in the same week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I've, I've got a I've got a list of all the episodes uh, by um, by air date. So and it alternates TNG and Deep Space Nine, then Deep Space Nine and Voyager and. <laughs> I am really. I know I'm going to really enjoy Deep Space Nine. Yeah. It was a real. I remember it really liking it. And now that I rewatched, well, almost season six of TNG, and then starting DS Nine. Av Brooks was freaking badass at Cisco. I'm just going to say it. I think after doing the rewatch, she may be my favorite captain lead of all the shows. Like he, he's good. Yeah. Well, he's like uh, like really I said, good. I watched I th- I like maybe watched first half of the season one and then caught it off and on because I was in I was in college and getting TV TV time was hard. So, uh, but season one and season two they were just barely getting started with DS Nine. Yeah. Like you get in the season three. And from there, it's just all just balls on. It's, like, it seems just... that way with every episode or every series. <laughs> I, it, I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate Cisco. And again, this is like still the first season. He hasn't even yeah. gotten to like later on where it just gets better. Like, yeah, and I think it's think... really good. He's got a, just a combination of like he's got the authority. Like, you don't want to mess with them. He's, you know, he's definitely, he's, he don't play around, but he's, he's he got pu- the humor. And he's he just punches kind of, he's Q. Got this, he almost has a, he's got a whimsical aspect in addition to being a hard at, like, yeah, he's good. Like, he may be the best, the best lead of the, of all the shows. I'll get there. So. I might, after, after we record this, I might go watch another episode or two of next gen gotta catch up man because uh, once we get through the uh next four episodes we'll have to start reviewing i think we should do that we we'll have to start reviewing some some tng and deep space nine okay all right 
Well, uh, I think we're hitting close to just a little over an hour. I think that's a <laughs> good time for a weekly show. Um, yeah. So. Uh, All right. We did it. Two episodes in less than two weeks. Uh, we'll be back again with the next review. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time on Trek Talk. Live long and prosper. <laughs>